Welcome back to the podcast. I want to begin this episode with a question. When were you at your most creative in your life? So I want you to think about that. What is your baseline? Because that's, that's where we're going to establish the baseline. When were you at your most creative in your life? The reason I bring this up is yesterday was Halloween in our town in Newburgh, Oregon. We got this great little trick-or-treat um, downtown deal. You know, living in small towns is really great. I mean, small town, now, that's relative. We got 24,000 people in our town. But that's small. I'm from L.A., so that is that is small. But it's in this beautiful, quasi-rural, I mean, some people would say it's not rural, but if you go about 10 minutes to the south, it looks like you're in rural Montana. And then if you head about a half an hour to the east, you are in Portland, Go about another hour to the west. You're at the beach. If you go about half an hour to the north, you're going to wind up on the Nike campus. So it's a very interesting place. But we do this every year. The kids get dressed up. They were SWAT team members. And then they, uh, the little one was a fireman. Poor little guy. He gets all the hand-me-down costumes. But anyway, so we go up and down. All the businesses are open, and they um, they give candy, and and uh, the kids love it. It's fun, actually. I really enjoy it. And we had a little bit of rain before that, so there weren't as many people because it gets pretty crowded sometimes. And so it was just a wonderful day. But on Halloween, we usually let the kids loose on the food. And that means they're going to eat a little bit more sugar than we normally would like them to. And then they're going to eat something special. And for us, that special thing was Burgerville. So I'm driving to Burgerville to pick up the kids' food because mom and dad are not going to eat Burgerville because we're hardcore. Doesn't mean we don't eat it from time to time, but, you know, she's doing the whole 30 right now and getting her health on and you know me i'm on this kick i'm not i'm not drinking stuff like caffeine i'm feeling good and i'm like what else should i be doing how about not eating burgerville done but anyway while i'm there i'm thinking because i had a meeting earlier that day with my boss and he was asking me how's it going how do you like your role and i'm in a a very cool role actually i'm innovating and i'm uh, reimagining the future of higher education got this concept called the sandbox college which by the way i'm going to be starting another podcast called the sandbox college podcast and i got some friends who are going to be on that podcast with me and also i'm going to be on another podcast in new york city I won't be in New York City, but I will be on a podcast based out of there, which is also on higher education innovation. Andy Sears, who wrote a book 
she wrote a book. She's a corporate anthropologist, interesting uh, lady, wrote a book called Brink, which is um, apparently very popular with uh, some people. So I digress. But while I'm at Burgerville, all these things are going through my mind as I'm reflecting back on this question, how's it going? And it's going great. And I thought, why is it going so great? And and as I was, and I think you should do this, ask yourself questions. And the question kind of made me think, hey, I know why things are going so great. I think I'm at my creative height. I don't think I've been as creative, or, or at least I can't remember being um, in such a creative state of mind. I mean, I'm cranking out some creative stuff right now. But then I thought, well, how, well okay, I need I need a baseline. What? When was I my most creative self? And that's what I want you to dig into for a minute. When were you your most creative? So as the kids are eating Burgerville and my wife and I are eating this delicious, like, I don't know what it was. It was like a chicken, I don't know, Spanish soup. She she does some pretty exquisite, exotic cuisine. Um, I said, hey, you know what? I think I know when my creative peak was. And she's like, really? I said, because I'm feeling like I've never been this creative in my 20-plus year career. And she goes, when was it? And I said, when I was seven. And she goes, really? I said, oh, yeah. Man, I was a creative monster when I was seven. And, and it might have been seven, eight-ish. I don't know exactly when. But seven really sticks out. And I remember what happened when I was seven like it was yesterday. I was in Mr. Sauer's second grade class. By the way, I'm still connected to Mr. Sauer. He is um, on Facebook, and I just connected with him not too long ago. And actually, when I was in graduate school, I decided to go sit in on his class and be a teacher's aide. It was great. I love that guy. But you know what he was really good at? Sparking the creative juices. So what was I doing when I was seven? I was creating like mad. And I was running an international spy organization called Sneaking National Enterprises with my best friend who I met in kindergarten. We were best friends all the way through K through 12 and we would draw the most elaborate plans on how to spy on our family members and attack them. That's right. He had an older brother, and we had specific battle plans. We would map out diversions and how we were going to jump on his back and how I was going to take his legs out. But it went further than that. And, I mean, we had, a, we had tons of plans. We were cranking out plans, like, every day. And um, we would keep those plans secret. In fact, you're some of the first people in the world to know about SNE. We had plans. We buried them. We hid them. Kept them. In fact, 
I believe I still have them. So that organization had a mortal enemy. And, and that enemy were a set of cats. Cats were spies for the enemy. My, my best friend, his older sister, had a cat named Droopy who came from my cat. One of my cat's letters, my cat's name was Frisky. She had a litter every Easter. She and Bruce, which was a Siamese cat of ours. Anyway, Bruce actually was a good, he was a double agent. But we would be riding our bikes through our neighborhood and we'd be like, oh, there's a spy over there. We'd see a cat run across the road. And we would we would kind of laugh about it too, you know. And we would... <laughs> There was an incident once where we actually got attacked by a cat. And it was actually pretty funny. It was a really weird, frisky cat. You know, you know, sometimes when you run into a cat, and you can tell that cat's like getting his game on. He's feeling a little frisky, and he's kind of looking at you like, you want a piece of this? Well, that's what this cat was. It was probably a younger cat. And I didn't realize this at the time, but cats are like kittens they're they're like big, but it's like the first time they've been big. So they're like a kitten kind of in a cat body. We ran into one of those guys. And he was feeling frisky. And so we're riding our bikes and we stop and we're like, that cat's checking us out. He's a spy. Well, that cat said, game on. And he darted at one of us. I don't even remember which one of us it was now. And jumped on us and like grabbed one of our legs and we're like run and we of course we yelled run and then um, we're riding bikes and boom we take off on our bikes this cat chased us for a little bit i mean not very long cats lose interest pretty quick man that just launched a number of reports for sne about a new spy who was on the attack he had revealed himself as one of droopies spies so i look back at that time i mean that was a time when i was playing i was getting my star wars game on we were collecting star wars figures my sister would burst into my room my sister was three years older than i was and i had some epic battles going on in my room with the lightsaber sound effects and she it just drove her crazy but I had battle scenes. I used to have my mom come in and take a picture of a battle that was going on. I'm like, Mom, please come in here and take a photo of this. It's an epic battle. I, every one of my figures is like embroiled in a battle. They're fighting or they're shooting somebody or they're getting shot. I mean, think about that. Mom, take a picture of these plastic figures getting after it. Now, at some point, you know, that gets taught out of you. Somebody says, you know, you got to stop doing that. You got to, you got to move on. Here's what's right. Here's what's wrong. Here's how you fit in. Here's how you don't fit in. And so we kind of wean ourselves off of our creativity. And then we become adults. And then we go, man, something is missing what is it? And then we get on Netflix and try to look for it. Or we Google stuff. Or we watch YouTube. 
or we get lost in somebody else's life who's being creative, right? Reality TV, that's helping you to live somebody else's life. And so what I want you to do is think about your life. When were you most creative? Establish your baseline. Because <clears throat> here's the big takeaway. You are in competition with yourself. Okay, it's about being your best self, the best version of you. In iterating off that best version. So I have to go back and look at my seven-year-old self and say, what's up? What do you think? Am I where I need to be on my creative side? And I bet you he'd look at me like, well, when was the last time you made some cool plans? I'd be like, I got you. You're right. I need to up my creative game. And so part of upping my creative game is I do make videos on, on occasion. I'm going to make some more videos. And I mean, not the Instagram videos, but I made a few I mean, like three videos and they got thousands of views and I got lots of people who have hit me up and said, hey, I'm showing that video to my class, to my my community college class on uh, innovation, which I think is great. But I also got to manage my time. As you know, there's an episode on time. If you haven't heard it, you need to listen to it. We don't know how much we have and we want to make the most of what we've got. But spending your time being creative well guess what that's why you are here so if you want to know like where should i be at in my creativity because remember innovation is creativity plus implementation that's what innovation is according to bob sutton who knows a few things because he teaches innovation at the stanford d school the design school so I want you to go back, do some thinking, talk to your friends, talk to your spouse, talk to grandma, talk to mom, dad, whoever. Go back, do some archaeology, do some anthropology, whichever one you, you prefer, on yourself and think about it. Now, maybe you were like just kicking butt creatively last year and you've kind of slipped. Go back. Here's what people don't do. I, when I work with organizations all the time. And here's what we do not do. We like to figure out when things go wrong. And say, well, what happened? You know, we call that a post-mortem. What happened when that thing failed? How come that happened? But, you know, we don't spend any time asking, why did this work? That's way more important because when something's working, you want to keep it going and or you want to replicate it. So figure out why were you creative? What was going on? What was going on? It was probably your environment, right? Uh, to a large degree, we've talked about that on a podcast, the atmosphere. What kind of atmosphere were you in? I think back when I was seven, I was in a great atmosphere. I was in an atmosphere where people were totally fine with me being creative. Okay. Now, an atmosphere I got into, school at some point, well, that just wasn't an atmosphere for creativity. And the further you get, the less creative 
right? Now, I was fortunate because I was one of those art students. Did you know? Well, of course you don't know. I used to want to be Walt Disney. I was I was sure I was going to be the next Walt Disney. That's what my plan was. So much, in fact, I had a portfolio. I started saying, hey, I wonder if I can draw this stuff. And so I started copying all of this, uh, all these animated characters back in the 80s. And I created a portfolio. My mom, one of her good friends, worked at Disney Studios. This is the old Disney Studios in Burbank, which, by the way, I was born right across the street from Disney Studios, the one that Walt Disney built. And anyway, I took my portfolio. She gave me a tour. I took my portfolio and showed the Disney people my work. That was awesome. That was transformative for me. But then I moved on. I became cool. Uh, well, I don't know if I became cool. I wanted to be cool because that's what we do when we're teenagers. Now, you know what would have been really cool? To be the next Walt Disney. That would have been really cool. But, you know, I needed to be a football player. Why did I want to be a football player? Because girls like football players. You see what I'm saying? We do things for other people. And then we lose who we are. And who are we? We're creators. We create stuff. Now, there are some people who love football. I don't. Now, get this. I played football um, through high school. And then I got a scholarship and played in college. And several of my friends went and played professional football. I couldn't wait for football to be done. And you know how many football games I've seen in the last 10 years? About 10. And they were all Super Bowls because we have a tradition where we go and watch. We cook all this really bad for you food. And then we sit there and gorge ourselves and watch the game because we love the halftime show and the commercials. I don't care about football. And I spent a big chunk of my life playing football. Now, I had some fun, but it wasn't me. Okay, so I'm just getting real for you. Maybe you're in a situation that isn't you. You need to be your creative self. And quite frankly, you might need to rediscover who your creative self is, which is what brings us back to the baseline. So go back, look and see what is your baseline. If you don't know, talk to people, talk to your friends. And, and I'm going to give you kind of some direction to say it's probably going to be in your younger years. And when I think back again, when I was younger, I was in a good atmosphere. I was being me. I was having fun. I was being playful. That's a big part of being creative is being playful. Okay. And so I want you to think about that. Are you in a playful environment? Are you too serious? So anyway, go back, think about your baseline, and then use that as the next step in your iteration of who you are as a creator.
And remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be awesome.